Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, Brian. Uh, I got to jump in really quickly and remind everybody here about our wonderful partner at Love the Star. It is Boomer Jacks. I keep telling you guys, if you are fans of wings, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, those are the days that you need to go to Boomer Jacks. Tuesdays, it's half-price bone-in wings. Wednesdays are half-price boneless wings. But they've got deals for you every other day of the week. they got drink specials starting at $3, $15 buckets of beer, and it is the coldest beer you're going to find in the Metroplex or anywhere else. Wall-to-wall TVs, and I don't i don't say that as some sort of exaggeration, like, oh, wall-to-wall TVs. That's not a simile. It literally is TVs that basically cover every space of the walls at Boomer Jacks. There's also live music, great TVs that you can catch any game, any sport that you're looking for uh, there at Boomer Jacks. Uh, there's 17 DFW locations, so you can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That's boomerjacks.com. All right, Brian, it is now time for our Dean Julia Love of the Star mailbag. And uh, the first question here is going to come to us from your co-host, your co-host Monday through Friday and your co-host on the post game show on the Dallas Cowboys radio network. Zach Wolchuk wants to know, could Terrence Steele actually be a good left guard? Since that's one of the things that's been kicked around a little bit. I I'm skeptical because I, I think that the, the lack of power that, you can cover over a little bit at tackle all of a sudden becomes a much bigger issue inside. Yeah, I totally agree. And I I would compare it to very similar to what you had with Connor Williams. And we saw the struggles that Connor Williams had really good athlete, good foot athlete, second level scoop reach. But when it came down to just having to sit down on some of those bigger defensive tackles, and the one thing that we've seen with with uh, with Terrence Steele is quickness can give him problems because because of the lack of power. What happens to him is he almost has to lunge at times. If you catch a really quick guy and you're trying to worry about the power of this guy bull rushing you, so you're trying to set him short. So you lean a little bit on your toes, you get a little bit over the top of your skis. And then you get the quickness that beats you. You know, you, that could happen to him inside. And the last thing you need to want for Dak is that somebody beats you quick inside and then is right on top of Dak. Dak can handle things off the edge. It's the stuff in the middle of the pocket that gives him the most problems. And you can say that about all the quarterbacks in the NFL. They they struggle with middle rush, you know. and But edge rush, they can kind of deal with. They know how to how to handle that. I just think the lack of power and the ability that just that anchor uh, in the in to play guard, I think, would be a real problem for 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 uh, for Terrence Steele. I just feel like him and and Martin at right ta- when he plays with Martin on that right side, 
they got a great feel for how to run block and, and do the things that they need to do to handle that in the running game. Next question here from Brandon. Can we expect to see the return of a traditional fullback in Dallas again? Yeah, think I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. If you if you if you really do believe if you really do believe in what M- Mike McCarthy's trying to sell, uh yes, you you can. And you know, we had this discussion uh yesterday on our show on the G Bag Nation on 1053 the fan about, you know, how Kyle Shanahan takes advantage of his personnel and how they use their personnel, whether it's Kyle Juszczyk or uh, Debo Samuel or Brandon Ayuk or Kittle. They they move these guys into where they create doubt of like, okay, you're identifying this guy as, wait, that's a tight end. No, wait, that's a fullback. No, wait, that's a tight end in the backfield. Wait, that's a running back at tight end. That's a run, you know, that's that's the confusion that the, the game that that Kyle Shanahan and that staff play with the 49ers. And so, you know, I, I want to believe that my hope is that uh, that Brian Schottenheimer, while he worked with the defensive coaches last year, breaking down opponents that he saw ideas and the really good play callers steal from each other. And maybe he's going to steal some ideas. If you watch San Francisco, and I'm not saying that, you know, this rookie from North Dakota State is Kyle Juszczyk, but maybe if you could find a way to use a fullback in a similar way, that might be very beneficial to this team uh, offensively. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Next question here from Sean. Any ideas on how they might actually use Deuce Vaughn? Did Mike McCarthy run any screens in Green Bay? Are we likely to see him in the backfield taking snaps on traditional runs? I do think a big part of what they saw in Deuce Vaughn is probably how he could help what is a really struggling screen game that the Cowboys have had. Um, But I absolutely think that he can take carries out of the backfield like a traditional running back. He's not somebody that has to be shotgun draw guy. Um, You know, that's actually where his, his, you know, size normally a disadvantage is probably a bit of an advantage. He can hide behind blockers. He's, he's small. He, um, he, yeah, he does. Yeah, he does a good job. I mean, this is a, this is a guy with 13, 14, 1500 yards, you know, playing there at Kansas State. I mean, he's shown more than the ability to be tough carrying the carrying the ball. You know, through they they throw the ball to him. The Dallas screen game it just been non-existent. It, it was it was non-existent, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking in the the uh, you know when Zeke first got, I remember a screen, a couple of screens. You know that they were able to kind of pull those off. I think in the Pittsburgh game they had a screen that went. Yeah, they they would have that fake yeah, reverse, the Linehan special. The Linehan, yeah. But to me, you know, under really under the Kellen Moore administration, no screens really, not not nothing that that made you feel like, oh wow, this is a real weapon. You know, I'm kind of going back to the days of, you know, with McCarthy and stuff. Yeah, I think there was some screen package stuff. There's always been a great history of screen game at Green Bay going all the way back to the Mike Holmgren when I was there, you know, 
John Gruden, Andy Reid, you know, look what Kansas City does with their screen games and stuff like that, too. So, you, you know, they will they will throw a parade in downtown Dallas if they find a way to get a screen game going here for the Cowboys. Yeah. And you'll be you'll be grand marshal of that. I will parade. be I will be. I'll be that guy like at Ohio State when they dot the I, whatever that the, the drum major yeah. dude. I will I will be that guy for sure. I will be leading <laughs> the band up uh up commerce if that happens. Question here from Kobe. Uh will Tony Pollard be ready to go week one? How about Terrence Steele? Uh it seems like every indication from the Cowboys they believe both those guys are gonna be ready week one. Steele should not be uh still should definitely be on track and the fact that tony pollard's out there running even with a compression sleeve uh i, I think every indication is they're going to be 100 percent by the time the season gets going yeah i think you answered the question there yeah all right next question here uh from uh let's go with uh this question here from zach uh not your your co-host not my zach right okay uh, do you think peyton hendershot is going to be more of a dr pepper or a dr thunder uh ah. from- I hope he's not a Mr. Pib. I hope he's a, <laughs> I hope he's a for those of you that that, yeah. that listen to 105 through the fan. That is a callback to uh, an argument they had yesterday. Which, by the way, Brian, Doctor Thunder is a drink. I'm gonna have to. Is back it really? Back. It, it exists. It, it's it, it's a real drink. There. Uh, next question here from uh, Memo Garcia. Can, can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a yeah. question? Yeah. What if? Okay. What if? Uh, <laughs> It's funny if if you had to move on. God, how did I phrase this this morning when I was thinking about if power rank the the tight ends of the three guys you have right now, power rank and 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 how you think how you think that the that the season will play out for them. Power rank that how they are how they play now or upside. What how by the end of the year what are we who are going to say it is one two and three. As far as Schoonmaker, Ferguson, Hendershot. I went Schoonmaker, Henderson, Ferguson, or Hendershot, Ferguson. I think it could be Hendershot. Just I don't know if it'll be by the end of this year. I think if you're going to ask me about upside, what I think they can be in the next five years, I would take Hendershot over Ferguson. I think, Uh, yeah, I think to me, the guy that's the most complete, and I know a lot of people haven't seen Schoonmaker play, I think Schoonmaker doesn't get enough credit for his hands. I really, really don't. He's I mean, really good. I don't think I'm going on a limb there. But if you really watch him play, Michigan's scheme maybe not great, but I, I, I kind of feel like that if you had tell me the guy that's not going to come off the field, and I kind of feel like it's going to be Schoonmaker because of his ability to block. I mean, just the fact that I know it's OTAs, we can't take a whole lot off the line. He was of, on the he was on the varsity field, the only rookie with the veterans. Yeah, and and it's not like they were short tight ends. Every single tight end was there in attendance, yeah. and yet he was still out there. Uh, Memo Garcia is asking, when Dak gets chased out of the pocket, why does he run out of bounds getting negative yards instead of throwing the ball away? I'll say this. Brian, you can add anything as you like. <laughs> typically, I'll get in trouble whatever I add. No, no I, don't, I don't think so. I think typically he's trying to extend a play. He's trying to extend a play. And when he gets to a, a, a certain point, it's almost like there, there's not time to react and throw out of it. He's gotten to a point, tried to extend it so long. Literally any attempt to try and throw the ball away would put the ball in jeopardy. And at that point, I think he's just stepping out. Yeah, I think you got it right. All right, that does it for us here today on the Love of the Star podcast. We'll be back out there at OTAs uh, uh, today when this uh, airs. We're recording this on Wednesday, uh, but it'll be broadcast on Thursday. So we, we will be back out there at OTAs. Uh, probably have another episode for you later this week. Uh, as well as coverage next week with minicamp. That's the three practices. That's going to be the gold mine there uh, where we can hopefully 
you know, get some good thoughts about where this team is heading and some of the things that we're thinking. And then after that, once we get through with that, Ryan, it's uh, it's like Oxnard. six weeks yeah. off roughly before we're out there in Oxnard and we're getting a, a full look at this. Um, but it's exciting times. It's uh, it's time to to drill down and, and figure out who this football team is. Uh, for Brian Broaddus, I'm Bobby Belts. We will talk to you guys again later.